People have asked questions about Carlos Vela in big games. What can you say about his performance this evening? Who asked those questions? Over the course of his career, those questions have been asked. Have they been asked this year? How many big games have you had this year? That question. I think it's a fair question. His performance so. tonight. Yeah, after this season, get lost. Get lost. Thank you, Bob. Well, sit, children. Let me give you the subject of the day. Warriors FC podcast, welcome back. We're being consistent. We're being consistent. We're yes. back to back weeks. I'm here at Drew's house and he's dying of allergies. This is what happens. <laughs> this is <laughs> same shit, different week. Um, yeah, it's we're consistent because you're actually coming to my house, which is nice, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. Um, ba, 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 ba. Wow, El Tráfico postmortem. Uh, not gonna lie, I had like a good three day. I wasn't like drunk, but like physically, emotionally, uh, my voice is still kind of. I know I have a kind of have a raspy voice, but it was raspier than usual. Um, th- what a what a what a fucking night! What a night! <laughs> what an event! What a what a. It was more than a match, right? It was it obviously was that, but it was. It was the first like proper <coughs> cup round, rivalry round in the history of Los Angeles. Oh, without a doubt. You know what I mean? Without a doubt. Potentially, uh, history. In, a lot of people think in the history of the MLS. There's a, there's some people that are getting mad about that whole thing, but um, that it was the most important match in MLS yeah, history. Yeah, MLS has existed for so long. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, some people are not from LA. I, I think it. that's just like the East Coast bias. <laughs> no, in the I get it. But there's, a, there's a lot of Galaxy fans that don't want to give it that much um, hype. Hype, and uh, we'll get into that. There's going to be other stuff we're going to talk about. I feel like it's going to be a relatively short show. Um, short and sweet. Short and sweet. We're going to talk a lot about the El Tráfico. Obviously, Anthony and I, again, are from L.A. Uh, we, had the, we were lucky enough to attend. Lucky enough to attend the match. Uh, LAFC fans, LAFC supporters. Um, so, obviously, we're going to talk about that because it was such an incredible event. Um, they are going to talk about the Arsenal shit show, of course. Yep. That went down. Good Lord. Um, I'm sure Anthony has a lot to say about that. Mr. Christian Pulisic, 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 is lighting it up he finally at the moment. Came alive for Chelsea. Came alive for and Chelsea. Couldn't be happier for him. Had a beautiful week, Champions League, and then um, on the weekend versus Burnley, and then Mr. Serginho Dest, as of today, has thrown his uh, or pledged his allegiance, or I don't know what you would call it. He's uh, like what committed fully to the. He's national committed. Team. There we go. Yeah. I was like, what do yeah. college kids do when they have their, like, all Letter the, of intent. they have, like, the three hats mm-hmm. at the press conference, and they're like, I feel like it was kind of those vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit. But, uh, yeah, Mr. Serginho Dest, young up-and-coming talent out of Ajax, uh, pledged his or committed his future to the U.S. men's national team, which is, wow, 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 wow. We need players like that, so oh my god, welcome oh 100%. Oh, my God, I can't even... Even though he got turned inside out by Pulisic. Look, look. In that game. And in, 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 against Mexico, um, Chucky, I believe. I think it was Chucky or maybe it was Aquino that uh, that made them pretty dirty for a goal. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He has, I mean, he's 18 years old. Massive, massive upside. Playing Champions League ball. Uh, playing consistently in Europe. 
just the sky's the limit for this kid. And that those are the types of players that we need desperately. <laughs> um, cool. Let's start off with El Travico. Um, you had press, condes- press credentials, right? I did have my press credentials. Beautiful. Um, connected with my amigos from Kicks to the Pitch, and they had me doing some social media for World Soccer Shop, which was cool. Um, however, doing social media at those... Taking pictures is one thing, mm-hmm. but doing social media and like getting doing like stories and stuff is not my favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like I'm happy to do it. That's why I have press credentials. That's why whenever we need stuff like that, I'm happy to get it done. Very cool. <clears throat> so, um, but it's just hard because that match had so much emotion to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's why I'm almost borderline considering getting supporters section tickets uh, for this upcoming match. Mm-hmm. You know? So, we shall see. We shall okay. see. But uh, what were your thoughts? I want to hear your perspective because you were far more, what's the word? Loose with my like not <laughs> wait, loose, wait. but like half glasses half empty, situation kind of. Mentality. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like if it ha- if they win, they win sort of thing. <laughs> just like I would, I, I wouldn't be like I just was very skeptical still. I yeah. was like I was like I don't know. I haven't seen them show up in a must win game yet, and the galaxy can hurt you if like they had the, they had the firepower to hurt us. But um, I will say this: I think this is something that doesn't get talked about enough is how shit like when you watch the galaxy play defensively they're horrendous yeah it was it was swiss, swiss cheese on both sides that night <laughs> so yeah um it really was um and defensively outside of when they play the galaxy lafc is not mm-hmm. they're pretty solid but when they play the galaxy fucking it's just holes I have gaps yeah um, but the galaxy I will say absolutely 100% have the weapons to shoot out with if they get into a shootout with a team and they're the other team isn't on their defensive defensive uh, day the galaxy can overrun anybody Mm -hmm. Uh, Zlatan Pavon uh, Gio Dos Santos who's not necessarily an offensive threat but he's uh, he's a very good playmaker, and he's uh, he's just a solid he's just a solid guy. Uh, Antuna on his day is very good. Um, yeah, Zlatan and Pavon in particular are, are are monsters, and they actually just got back Alessandrini, who I actually watched over the past two, three. I think it's like been like three years now that he's been with the Galaxy, and he's I thought he's been uh, incredible for them. Mm-hmm. So they just got back him after um, they got him back after a long, nice long break. So um, you know. Yeah, they can shoot out with anybody, and I think this was uh, there was a little bit of of that happening. Mm-hmm, that definitely, game. yeah. I got up to the game about maybe a couple hours before. Met up with some homies. I didn't, I didn't see you before the game, huh? No, no, no. Yeah. I didn't see. I barely saw um, our cousins. Yeah, your brother showed up a little, little bit later. Yeah. Hung out with Dan, and um, we just had some white claws. <laughs> got a little, <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> drank a little bit. Yeah. Just talked about his recent trip to to Europe caught up and then we then i got into the stadium i i sit with our uncles mm-hmm. the, just like at the top of the north end yeah so you, you can actually watch yeah. and then you you won't get yelled at if you're not like 100 percent participating, participating. Yeah, yeah. you won't or get whistled you, at or if you pull your camera out or whatever yeah yeah of course and uh it was it was perfect it was really really fun i mean the stadium was up for it atmosphere was great just the, the occasion you could feel it it was just a beautiful thing to be a part of. From the time I walked onto Christmas Tree Lane, which is where 
the the three two five two tailgate. There was a vibe. It was not like a regular tailgate. We have to get that across. Is a regular tailgate, especially on the weekends, is gonna be like start at ten a.m. There's a band. There's like a mini concert going on. Obviously, every sort of cookout situation you can imagine. Tortas, carne asada. I talk about it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big fucking proper tailgate. Um, this because it was on the weekday. Uh, people are getting. If you know anything about LA, you're more often than not, it's going to take you about an hour to get home, regardless of where you live. Um, so people are getting home from work, changing, and maybe getting just making it to the game on time, or maybe like an hour before the game, uh, whereas normally they get there a few hours before, right? <clears throat> so I had the day off, thankfully. I grabbed a bottle of mezcal and I told, just tweeted out, "Hey, I'm going to be at the, I'm going to be at the uh, tailgate at around three. Um, so let's think up. And I met up with a couple of the guys from uh, Tigers, the, the Korean supporters group. Mm-hmm. So met up with them as I typically do. I meet up with them or I meet up with my cousins. Uh, they're the Expos. Um, and I just kind of like hung out with them for a while because they were the first ones there. So we started drinking. We started having a good time, having a couple of beers, sipping some mezcal. And then it's amazing because, well, my friends from New York came down. Shout out Christian and Alexis uh, from the Cooligans. They uh, were coming down, so we were in contact before because I wanted to help them out. Uh, I can get it, you know, when it's your first time going to a stadium and, you know, whenever the, the press situation can be, um, it can be a little bit complicated, you know, especially if, you, you know, if you've never been there before, you don't know where the, maybe you don't know where the photo room is or you don't know where the press box is, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So they didn't know how to get there, and I was also with our friends from Korea who own Unrun Over the Pitch. Over the Pitch is okay. a... Uh, is a media soccer media outlet based in South Korea. When we were in South Korea. Ben and all these guys introduced me to them. We hung out with them. They're fucking great guys. Uh, they actually one of them owns their own um, soccer brand called Forward, and he's a kit supplier for a team uh, for a K League team. Um, so uh, he's just awesome. He's a graphic designer and artist. He sent me a bunch of prints. He's just a really cool guy. Uh, it's him and and uh, it's Hogan and uh, Hyunte. I don't want to I don't want to pronounce the names wrong, but. Um, so it's it's these two guys that are there also. So we're hanging out. We just we haven't seen each other in a while. So we're catching up and we're starting nerding out about kids. And I start giving. We're going back and forth about ideas that we have. And we're just like, and it's just awesome because at that point we're talking about, you know, our passions. And this is these guys from fucking South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, don't speak. You know, they don't speak the best best English. But we're still getting by and we're still like we're bonding over the language of soccer, mm-hmm. basically, you know, and as the old, like, tired cliche and as corny as it sounds, it really was that. So we're sitting there having a good time. The Cooligans guys show up. Then, Oh, yeah, I saw them uh, like eight and Christmas Tree Row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my, With Heath. Then uh, all my cousins show up, all my uncles. So there's, like, five of my uncles are there. And then I'm like, oh, here we go. And everywhere I look, everyone seems to be, like, like, having fun, but also, like, like like, almost like you were going into the match a little mm-hmm. bit you know what I mean and a lot of people wound up were wound up and like stoic and mm-hmm. like focused yeah you know like a weird focused sort of vibe mm-hmm. um, and I helped the guys out I took them up to the press box so they could like get situated and then um, one of the guys wanted to go uh, take pictures down at the, on the pitch so I took him down there showed him how to get around where to go you know just kind of showed him around um, but from the tailgate all the way up into the press box, I mean, it was a vibe. 
It was a tension. There was something happening. Mm -hmm. You felt it. It was unlike any game I've ever been to in the U.S. Um, I don't know. It just it's felt... a lot of weight that night. It felt yeah. different, man. Mm -hmm. And it was... Oh, my God. And it's, you know, like... A lot of times, big games, like there was uh, uh, Real Madrid played at uh, Atleti the other day, right? Mm -hmm. And it's this big build-up. It's a derby. It's, uh, you know, uh, Madrileño derby or whatever the fuck they call it. But, you know, it's cross-town rivalry, a lot of history. They've played in the Champions League. Real Madrid is dominated, so it's this big thing, mm -hmm. right? And then you play the match, and it's fucking horrendous. It's boring, and it's just super anticlimactic, right? Mm -hmm. This was not that at all. Yeah. It was like fireworks from the jump. Uh, the three two five two was louder than I've ever heard them. Yeah. Um, and there was so much energy and so much like emotion coming from them that there was things that I noticed just from like sitting in supporters and then like being there so much. Mm -hmm. They were off on certain things because they were so just like almost overkill. Over there yeah. was just so over the top. Yeah. And it's like. They, they like this sounds like for people that don't that just watch LAFC matches and don't know like there's kind of a timing and certain minutes when certain songs will go on mm -hmm. right and there's a there's kind of like a like a like a concert almost like mm -hmm. a lineup right so uh, like jump for jump for LA will go on usually about like if it's good if it's I'm sure it's because they were watching I'm sure it's because if they let things go all right we got the song going it's rolling. And then we have a chance to chant and then look. Yeah. And there's no maybe, just like watching it. Maybe. You know what I mean? I think <laughs> it, you may be right about yeah. that. But I think that the energy was just so high level mm -hmm. from the beginning. It was And the tension and the nervousness and all that stuff. So like, for example, Jump for LA normally mm -hmm. would last for about five, maybe like five minutes to, mm -hmm. to finish off the first half and the second half. That's mm -hmm. when they finish off games usually. Um, but this time they kind of got done, started on it super late yeah. and then it lasted for maybe like 30 seconds, yeah. which was really weird, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I, those are things I like, if, if you don't watch, if you're not around it enough, you don't really pay attention, you don't, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter to you. But, uh, those are things I noticed and I was like, man, this is uh this is a different, but it, they were so loud, man. Mm -hmm. It was a different level of, of energy. Um, and the entire crowd got into it during the call to arms, seeing, uh, cell phone lights come out the entire stadium uh it was fucking beautiful to, to witness of course and just like so many other matches that i've witnessed there like i always thought I, you always go back and you think i can't really like top it but this was this was the best and i know it's it's only the second season i get all that but this was uh this was something very 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 special obviously um and then the match uh talk about the match I knew it was going to be a shootout. I predicted 3-2. The and the early start, I mean it felt so good to get the first goal because the previous time the Galaxy came to the stadium. Well, the Galaxy kind of dominated those first like 5 minutes. Yeah. I mean they had I mean the Galaxy had a deflection that went off the post early on yeah. when we it was still 0-0. We were watching those highlights and that Pavon uh, I don't I forgot who it deflected off of but Tyler almost got uh caught flat-footed, it just misdirected completely, but luckily enough it hit the post. And I mean at that time I was just like god damn it, like it's not it's it's going to be close. It's going to be close. And then, sure enough, we got two beautiful goals to go ahead and, and, and get up 2-0. And when that first goal came in and the fact that everyone celebrated so hard that LAFC got on the front foot first yeah. because the last time Galaxy visited the bank, we 
they dug themselves into a hole. Yeah, yeah. And, and and to, in the first match, mm-hmm. LAFC got that penalty. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of just got complacent. Mm-hmm. This was a bit different. LAFC didn't... This was... I thought the tactics were super brilliant. And normally, LAFC does a high press. And they did that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't as... Um, it wasn't as like suicidal, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't overcommitting on the high press. It was a little bit conservative. A little bit conservative. What they were doing was they were allowing the Galaxy to play on the ball and dictate the pace a little bit. And if you notice, after the first five minutes, the Galaxy was like, well, we don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't have the, they don't really have the players to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly not to play out of the back. So when the first goal came from them trying to play out the back. And uh, Latif Blessing caught Polenta, and then boom, boom, boom. Right yeah. Away, right. But then the the goals that they Galaxy caught their way back in. You know, I was that the Vela goal. I was like, man, that was that's one of those goals where I just thought like it was. It wasn't. A, I wouldn't call it a gritty goal. It was. A, it was very much an LAFC goal, but it was Vela. Scoring on his right, shaking two defenders, and it was just like he wants it. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna go away in this game. He's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. And then watching Brian on the second goal, which was questionable. There was you know offsides and this and that. There was a lot of the buildup on that goal was beautiful. Brian had these dudes on skates mm-hmm. like all fucking. I don't know why they took him out. We'll talk about that afterwards. But the second goal was was questionable, but it was still a beautiful setup and a beautiful play, right? So after that, I'm like, here we go, guys. Here we go. And then what happens? <laughs> you go down a goal right before the half, right? It was literally, like, I think 30 seconds. Maybe Which less. is, like, argu- arguably, like, one of the worst times to, like, give up a Horrible. goal. Horrible. Because you immediately, going into zero, you have all the momentum. But the fact that you allow that goal right before the half, you just... Gave them a foothold on the game. So the whole like, time they had yeah, a grip dude. now. That that a means to claw back in. So dude, the whole time in my head, I'm like, you know, we score, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, because they're gonna get theirs Protected. a little bit. They're yeah. gonna get theirs a little bit. And the defensive fucking errors, dude. I don't. We never make these errors. Mm-hmm. These never happen. <laughs> but against them, it's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're going to pinch in with all mm-hmm. of our defenders and leave Pavon wide fucking open. Mm-hmm. And then Blackman, or I think it was Blackman, overcommitting on Zlatan. Yeah. Which has burned it's them one of every those other time. Where, like, I don't know how many times this has happened to us, right? Mm-hmm. Where Zlatan is in between a defender and the ball. He has a defender on his back. And rather than stepping back... And guarding the space. where he's going, guarding mm-hmm. the space or the through ball, you overcommit and you completely miss, and he's free. Yeah. What does he do? Turns, mm-hmm. finds Pavon, bang. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Second goal, second half to start, I'm like, we don't look good. I'm like, I, f- I felt horrible about it. I knew it. I Galaxy knew was it. running with it at that point. Yep. And then second to start the second half, I was just like, oh, my God, here we go. And then, then how did you feel at the equalizer? Betashore does this weird, like, I don't even know what the fuck it was. Like, it was like a, it, it was a header, I try, mm-hmm. I guess, like an attempt. But it just, um, I th- it looked like it just hit his face and then like fell to Zlatan. Mm-hmm. 
And Black, like that wasn't really Blackman's fault at that point, but they were, they were he was just kind of like, what the fuck was I supposed to do with that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and yet during that time, I was actually able to hear the Galaxy supporters cheering from, from the north end. I was like, oh shit, there they go. I, you can hear them. I can hear, I heard them twice. I heard mm-hmm. them twice. I heard them after that goal. Absolutely. And then I heard them when I was right before, well, right at the start, basically. And I don't really know any of their turns. It was cool. They brought their flares. Yeah, they brought their flares. Yeah. They lit them when they got scored on, which I thought was funny. Um, they threw a lot of beer. Yeah, I saw that. They threw a lot Even of beer. Even when they were celebrating their own goal. Yeah, they threw a lot of beer, which is, that's cute. <laughs> um, but, you know, this was a different sort of, match and what made me happy was there wasn't this in other in all the other uh situations i've i feel like lafc would have just rolled over Mm -hmm. and just that's it um bob makes those substitutions and this is where like him taking brian out people didn't see brian when he got off the pitch but brian had a tantrum oh really he's like why the hell did you punch the uh he punched his seat he was Mm -hmm. fucking mad and I agree, because I thought he was the most, like, dangerous option at the time. Rossi was playing well, but he wasn't really there yet. Mm-hmm. Rossi lit the fuck up once Dio came in, and De Villa played out wide. Um, third goal, Villa gets this, just doesn't give up on a play. He's literally down to the ground. He's spinning around, spinning around, gets two, the attention of two Galaxy defenders, Rossi out wide, bang. Gets that, that uh, shot across goal. And you've seen Rossi get shots like this in the past. And this, yeah, yep. So I was ecstatic. I thought, what a beautiful scrappy goal, and then Rossi scoring in that situation mm-hmm. where he's missed so many times. And he's a dangerous player, and you want his confidence to be up, especially going into the next round. And I think that just like sparked, it. like that mm-hmm. goal. After that, he was playing out of his fucking mm-hmm. mind, dude. He was going bananas. Um, he was playing very well off of Dio. And the only reason I mentioned the Brian substitution is because at that point we needed to get after it. So Brian, to me, is one of our most uh, dangerous weapons, right? Mm -hmm. The Galaxy was struggling with him all game. I don't think you take him out of this situation. What I thought we should have done, and maybe I'm wrong, but obviously I am, maybe in some Mm -hmm. ways because we ended up doing very well and we won the match, but I want to see them all play together. I want to see Vela at Cam. I want to see Dio uh, at striker in the middle. And then and Rossi and Brian, Rossi on, and the Brian on the wings. Supported by Atuesta and and Blessing. You know, and then you're, you're good to go. If K's there, I would like K and Atuesta, ideally, because they're more like box to box type of guys. Whereas Latif uh, doesn't have the physicality. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Latif I, had a good game that yeah, Latif that match. had an amazing game. And that's why, like... He was everywhere. That's why it's hard He's for me. Like, it. I say that, and, like, I sound like I'm, oh, you're a fucking coach. Like, no, it's just... I thought Brian was so good. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to see him leave. But it ended up working out very well. Dio and Rossi went bananas. Clearly, the, the layoff helped Dio. Yeah. Um, the fourth goal, uh, Vela gets... Uh, or was it Vela? I think it might have been... Uh, it might have been Lee Wen. Yeah, Lee Wen gets... Uh, Rossi on the through ball, and then uh, Rossi chips, uh, just a nice little lob ball header, deals clear on the opposite side. And then the fifth, just like... Well, the third came. First, oh, oh right? yeah, yeah, So yeah, it's yeah, four yeah, to two yeah. at the this Swiss point. Cheese. Four to two at this point, and I'm like, okay, guys, two-goal lead. 
There's about 65 minutes left, I think Still it was. Still a lot of time left. So I'm not super comfy yet. It's just like, lo- lock it down. Yeah. Lock it down. Rock the baby to sleep. I'm not super comfy yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like... The one thing you don't want to do is what, what they did. <laughs> yeah. Just give up an easy goal like that. Just let a guy run right past your defense for a free header and just make it a game again. Make yeah. it a one-goal game. I'm not super comfy yet. So I'm like, all right, here you go. Let's see. Let's see. And then they get this... Uh, Zlatan gets like a cross to Alessandrini who kind of botches his volley, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like feeling uneasy about it because what's happening now is whenever Zlatan gets the ball, you're starting to see two, three defenders overcommitting, mm-hmm. meaning someone else is open. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Um, Jonah got a free a free shot on goal also, which Tyler Miller barely saved before it got uh, you know before LAFC got it got a uh, two goal lead. But um, so they were getting their little chances here and there. They certainly weren't like killing over or anything and then they get that uh th- the uh there was like a free kick and i'm in my head i'm like here we go i'm like this is not gonna go well a tyler miller when the ball's getting crossed is he's not the best okay i was he's gonna a- ask about tyler M- miller getting the start over what's it Sidney Sidney uh yeah no not my not no no. A lot of people before the match were like, I don't know, man. They, wow. they, they're not, they're not, but there's, there's divisions among who backs Tyler. Because Zlatan goal was very savable. Yeah. Okay. Very savable. And he got megged on mm-hmm. a little tr- fucking, I don't know, a little shitty goal. But he came up huge for that Jonah save. And he he's come get up some he, good saves. He's come up huge in the past. And I can't like, it's one of those things where like certain goalkeepers, are, they just have that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It is what it is. For years, David De Gea was like that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, so free kick. They get that free kick, and we were watching the. We were watching it over right before we started the podcast, and again, just incredibly naive. Like just, I mean, like the defending just, you see like at a pickup. Worse, you know what I mean? like, worse. Just, <laughs> it's just like not non-existent. No one even touched anybody yeah. in this. In, like you didn't put a fucking. Arm on someone, nothing. It's yeah. just like everyone just watched the Galaxy like roll into the box and get a free header. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Miller just watched it happen too. He didn't come out at all. So that was, I was just like, fuck, dude. I'm in the corner. Like, what is, why can't we just put these fucking guys away? Please. Like, please. And then, you know, Dio gets it on that turn. And I'm thinking, like, is he really going to do this? Is he really going to do this? And I'm watching the Galaxy Defenders, and they're looking for the outlets. Because mm-hmm. they're thinking that... He's going to lay it off. He's going to lay it off. He's not going to go all the way. they part the sea they for him. They part the sea. To just go straight, like, oh, you gave me this giant window. I'm going to jump right through it and go right down your throat. And within a second, bang, he was in the box yeah. and then finishing it off. And they could have had a couple more. Rossi mm-hmm. missed the point, uh, point black uh, half volley. Dio uh, got a header and it hit the post. Um, and then... After that fifth goal, you just saw the galaxy. They gave up. Yeah, you saw it. They were just gassed. But they then they, they did out. They get they got a late disallowed goal, which yeah, is scary. Yeah, because Zlatan did some weird shit in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then people were up in arms about it and freaking out. Um, you know, it's just it was just uh, it was it was a weird game too because there's a, I kind of thought it was funny when I went back and like went on Twitter and like read comments and stuff. There was this notion that like the ref was calling everything for LAFC. Which I thought was hilarious because when I go back and I, I remembered vividly, like Zlatan, there was a play where Zlatan just nails at the Westa. 
And then people's response is like, well, he's tall. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? He's tall. You can, that doesn't mean that, like a guy's tall so he can punch me in the face? <laughs> what? Like, the, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what, what are you talking about? You know, it's, it's shit like that, like, boggles my mind. And there was just a lot of, like, fouls on Carlos and things like that. Like, it was a very tight physical game, as you would expect. Not a lot of calls. Um, but at the end of the day, to me, LAFC deserved that win. There was a lot of crying, a lot of saltiness from uh, Galaxy fans afterwards. It's fine. I get it. You know, we won. Um, maybe the, th- the th- maybe the second goal was offsides. Um, I don't know. You guys played like shit. Your defense sucks. Your defense is horrendous. Like, that's not my fault. You got torn apart. You got to- you- five goals. Five goals. Yeah. Could have been more, by the way. Yeah, when you look at the... And then you're talking about smoke. And then you're talking about, like, this... The league is against you. The league is against you. These were arguments that I was hearing. The league is against, 100% behind you. Is against the galaxy. No, the, the league loves the galaxy. They've made DP rules mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. that impacted the entire league. The entire league, the way the galaxy felt about, the way galaxy fans, a lot of galaxy fans, not all, the way a lot of galaxy fans felt about that game is the way the entire league has felt about the Galaxy since 96. Mm-hmm. Since day one, they've been the darlings. They've had the money. David Beckham, Jorge Campos, Luis Hernandez. These guys, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking Steven Gerrard, Keen, all these guys, right? Right. They changed the rules, the salary cap rules, when they got these players. They made it so that they could essentially break the rules. Mm-hmm. They almost had four DPs and they really like went through loopholes to get Pavon to have four DPs. Technically, they were playing with four DPs. Mm-hmm. It was Pavon, uh, Dos Santos, Alessandrini, and Zlatan. Those are all DPs. I don't know if anyone like realizes that. But what they did was they got a loan deal with Boca and all this other shit happened. So, you know, look, here's my thing. Take your L, you lost if your defense was Halfway decent, probably would have won that game. But it didn't happen. And next year. And next year. <laughs> just better luck next year. But I don't know. To me, it was just uh, it was an incredibly emotional, exciting, just a, uh, an entire like when. And this is why I th- this is why I do believe that this was one of the, if not the most important matches in American soccer history. Is whether you want to believe it or not. There was a lot of people from all over the world watching this match. Mm-hmm. Okay. For whatever reason, they're watching it. There, there was a lot of eyes <laughs> on it. For whatever reason, there was basic American media talking about it. There was guys on ESPN, like not even on ESPN FC, just regular ESPN podcasts talking about it, how they were at their poker game and they happened to turn the game on and they were like, what is going on? Yeah. And they were like, they were blown away. Mm-hmm. And these are guys like Jim Rome type guys that mm-hmm. fucking hate soccer, right? Yeah. So... When you have those types of things and you build this as the, the hot ticket, the hot shit in your league, and then it lives up to the expectation. If you're a yeah. casual fan and yeah, you're watching this... I mean, people love shootouts. Oh, my God. If you're a casual fan and you're watching this and you're, you're hearing the back and forth, you see it on social media, mm-hmm. you're hearing it in the meet, like in, in, you know, in, 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 on, on various media outlets... 
Then you watch the match. You hear the atmosphere. You hear the back and forth. You and then, see the beers being thrown. And you see the fans. You, you see, see the, the fans. home fans. You see the away fans. It's it's the full the full yeah, package. You see the superstars and you see all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. You see what LA, what people shit on LA for. You see Magic Johnson. You see Will Ferrell. You see like all these celebrities. Mm-hmm. But then you see, like the three two five two. You mm-hmm. see the fandom. You see high quality offensive soccer, <laughs> to say the least. And you see this beautiful, amazing theater. Yeah. The other this thing is, it's it's. I feel like you don't see it enough in all the other sports because the old guard of American sports owners is just ridiculously like detached from like humanity in my opinion. And you see Will Ferrell with his family celebrating and just being fans, just genuinely being there. And what's rad is that his kids are watching this right now. His kids are soaking this in and you know, this is going to be their team at some point. You know what I mean? And so it's rad to see, that it's they're getting rooted in it yeah they're seeing it firsthand yeah. as kids what this club is founded on yeah and what it's like at that level at that that occasion and that was really rad to see because like the, this is this is the future of sports in la right now you know yes and i was talking with christian and with uh um, alexis from the cooligans we hung out actually on saturday night Mm-hmm. Also with Elvis from On the Volley, shout out Elvis. Um, we were hanging out, and I I was with them at, for the second half. They were kind of kicking it with me on the sideline right there, and they saw me kind of going through all these emotions. Obviously, they weren't super invested in it like I was because I'm an LAFC fan, mm-hmm. and they they just saw like NYCFC shit the bed mm-hmm. a couple days before, you know. So I asked them, I go, "What do you think?" And they're like, "Man, Alexis says, uh, you know, this is crazy." He's like. I've never seen anything like this in MLS. And he's like, if you're a European supporter and like you come and watch this, you're like, this is, this is like, this is it. It's yeah. This is it. It's in line. It's like in that universe. Yeah. You know, which is rare. It's rare. It's rare here. And the fact that we, like I was watching this vice documentary today, like a little vice thing they Mm -hmm. did on that guy. Uh, His name's Diablo. He's a, He's a pseudo hooligan from Miami, right? Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's a fucking weirdo, but he's trying to start like this British hooligan culture in Miami, where mm-hmm. he's from. Um, doesn't have a team. I guess he supports Man United. Doesn't have a. Yeah, I was gonna say put that on vibrate or something. <laughs> You're blowing the fuck up. I don't know why. It's like I have just like a trash like loner phone that has all the notifications turned on for some reason yeah you're not that popular i don't get it yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but this guy he's like gotten the attention of a lot of like firms quote unquote uh throughout the uk he calls them out calls out chelsea he calls out all these guys and uh so vice kind of caught vice uk caught you know he caught their attention so he goes down there they go down there they kind of they want to like follow him to day in the life kind of situation and it's like a fucking joke. He's just like a meme. It's mm-hmm. like kind of, it's pretty embarrassing. You know what I mean? Uh, and they go to like a Orlando City game, and the and the guy's like, "This is, what is this?" You know? Just like trying to high road it, like it's beneath him. The 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 no the, the UK reporter uh-huh. that is from Vice. He's like, "This feels like Disneyland. This doesn't oh, feel okay, like okay. I don't feel unsafe or anything like that. This is like not." He's like, this is what American soccer is. And I go, you know what? Like that, when I saw that, mm-hmm. I was like, this is what people think American mm-hmm. soccer is. Yeah. They think it's just like, 
and this is no disrespect to like Orlando City, but it's like what what's happening in LA is very different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's very different. It's a nod to what the potential of what could happen in other cities. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not that the atmosphere and the vibe and a, a rivalry and, and soccer culture, real soccer culture, mm-hmm. isn't here, which is what a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. You know what I mean? It, it is. Yeah. And we displayed that. So in the, in the sense of this match being one of the most important because people are starting to pay attention on a different wavelength. Yeah. It's f- it was fucking vital. Yeah, definitely. It was fucking vital because no one was tuning in to to watch like to watch Keane and Gerard. No, no. You know what I mean? No, not uh, eh. no one. No, was, not at this level. No one was watching. Well, like when you watched, you weren't getting the presentation that you're getting when you watch it at the bank. Of course, you know what I mean. Yeah. And and it's all by design. It's been like beautifully designed because there was so much homework involved. Yeah. In like. What is it going to take to get the foundation? And when I say no yeah. one, I don't mean no one like, yeah, there's Galaxy fans watching it. Sure. Mm-hmm. But if you look like all my all my like Twitter mentions, everyone was hitting me up on Twitter. They're all from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. All, bunch of my friends from Atlanta, bunch of my friends from New York, bunch of my friends from Orlando, from Miami, hitting me up, staying up super late to watch mm-hmm. this. It, it hasn't happened before. A rivalry like this, has not existed. No, because it's a, it's a major market. I think it's the first, I mean, right now in, in the MLS, it's what, New York? Maybe you could argue, and, like, and, uh, you could argue like, the arguments are Seattle and Portland. I mean, well, like, that, that is. Yeah. That's 100% the, of the huge rivalry. Yeah. And both fans are amazing. Both, the, both organizations are amazing. Yeah. But it's still, those are still smaller markets. Yeah, sure. New York had an opportunity with the Red Bulls. Also, the, NYC, the, NYC. The, the level of play and the the the, the players involved, mm-hmm. Zlatan and Vela, and you know the record. Yeah, they, break- yeah, they had maybe Dempsey, but there wasn't. Yeah, yeah, like A grade players there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then in New York, you have the two teams, but it's just not. It's well, it's you not know, we we quite talked the same. We talked about I, that was one thing I'm asking them about, and I hope to get them on the show so they can talk about it more. But essentially, you know. Wh- and you realize what happens, even with teams, like when I've met with fans from Seattle. Mm-hmm. The first game we had against Seattle at the bank, remember afterwards going ha- and having drinks and buying them a couple of rounds. Or sh- we had a couple shots together and we are talking. And I was like, what did you guys think? And they're like, we're jealous. And I go, why? Why would you be jealous? So you guys have CenturyLink and all that. And they have a really cool, like, march to the stadium. Mm-hmm. They have, the, it's like this amazing little kind of like our christmas tree lane but they have like shops and restaurants and stuff like that and then you march from the street to the stadium yeah and they've set attendance records for filling that stadium up which is mad respect to that of course of course but what they said was it isn't ours Mm -hmm. and i was like oh you don't feel like it belongs like you're tied to it it isn't ours Mm -hmm. he's like that's yours he's like that Mm -hmm. that area that like standing room is is for you guys Mm mm-hmm and same thing in Atlanta. I've heard people on Atlanta Twitter. There's a lot of issues with their supporters groups, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of inf- there's a lot of infighting that has been made public, which is t- not the best. You know, it sucks for them. And there's a lot of like it's huge. Mm-hmm. So how do you control that section in a stadium that wasn't built to control to have that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's tough. Those are those are things. Not saying that Atlanta doesn't have atmosphere. Not dude, they have they have set the MLS attendance records over the past two or three mm-hmm. years, rightfully so. They're the reigning champs. All hats off and respect to what the fuck they've done. But this is different. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come to 
to the bank, it's different. When you see the 3252, mm -hmm. it is different because it was built for us. It is their home. Yeah. The, the, the thing I appreciate most about the bank is that everything was taken in consideration from the first level of entry, from like just being able to get in and just being a general admission or, or supporter <coughs> to, you know, someone, a premium experience. Yeah, yeah. It has the full spectrum for whatever you want whatever you're looking for as a, a sports fan. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of people, a lot of people that are in L.A. want a certain experience. Yeah, sure. Sure. And then See, there's other fans that want. Yeah. It, it just has, it ticks off all the boxes. I've always, I've always said this, and this is something I'm going to beat, like, um, again, unapologetic. Uh, Angelino, I've been here my whole life, born, raised, et cetera, et cetera. L.A. is not just Hollywood. L.A. is not just the hood, you know? L.A. is as much, like glitz and glamour and all that shit that people hate as much as it is your regular person that is getting by la is put it this way right i had a fucking hot dog wrapped in bacon talking to the lady and her daughter that's there she sells me some fruit put some tahin some chamoy some lime on it sitting there chopping it up with them i go inside and i fucking meet magic johnson i'm not bragging what i'm saying yeah. is that is Los Angeles. The range. As much yeah. as it is that lady that's grinding and like feeding her family, it's the same as Magic mm -hmm. Johnson, who's fucking put that city on his mm -hmm. back for year for decades. Mm -hmm. It's that. That is LA. So this notion of like this notion of like it's 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 uh, like strictly like a VIP experience yeah, in Los Angeles. It's not. There's there's this there's chirping about there's like, a lot in between. You guys sell wine and cheese there. Yes, yeah, so fucking what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll throw a beer in your face too. Yeah, like, what, yeah like, exactly. What, like, what? <laughs> what is what? One hundred percent. Yeah, that's well, like yeah. You have wine and cheese, but you can get a beer. Yeah, I'll throw in your this face. fucking merlot in your face. <laughs> like what? What is the what is what is the what does that mean? Oh, you're yeah. a fucking hipster. Like what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? You know it's what am I supposed man. to do? I'm supposed to dress like shit and fucking. And drink fucking PBRs? I'll do that. Sure. <laughs> like, what? I don't understand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it, no one's happy. No one's happy. No one's ever it. happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But these arguments that go back and forth are fucking dumb, mm -hmm. right? We are Los Angeles, period. Yeah. Okay. That's it. And so that's why, like, this whole thing to me, obviously, like, the rivalry and, and, the, te and the team and the experience encompasses all mm -hmm. avenues. Yeah. It, it, and you see that within the bank, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And the, it's a setup as a club to be more on uh, as a global standard not yeah. just an mls standard it is built to be at a global standard which i think all clubs in the league and all clubs anywhere on the planet need to be set up for it's not just about your backyard it's like how this club is supposed to exist for the whole world <laughs> that was loud I just knocked over this cup because I'm trying to get a little bit animated. I'm like trying to cue Drew's like Drew's very animated when he speaks and he's very loose and he moves his arms around. And I just tried to do that for a second. I just instantly like, knocked yeah. over a cup. Stay in your lane. I know. <laughs> fucking dork. So anyway, how do you feel about the the press with Zlatan afterwards? All the recap. Um. Look, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think Zlatan is just clinging on to whatever sort of dignity he has left. I was there when he was grabbing his dick as he was leaving the oh, yeah, stadium, I which too. I thought was funny. I was literally five feet away from that. Um, I thought that was funny. I thought it was classic Zlatan. Um, <clears throat> you know, the truth is, is like Zlatan played on a team. If you look at the Galaxy, think about the Galaxy without Zlatan. Uh, they're not a playoff team. 
at all. No. Not even close, right? Um, so I think he was just unlucky with, to play with a team that was on the, like, they're on the decline. They're not mm-hmm. good right now. They're just straight up. That's just facts. You know what I mean? And they play, you can, they, they play good against LAFC, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. They didn't, not in the last game, but for the most part, they play good against LFC. Outside of that, if you just watch them play like Dallas, they're horrible. Dude. Mm-hmm. They're so bad to watch. It's I, I would watch their games and be like infuriated, right? So I think Zlatan was unlucky to come to a team like that. Yeah. There was this argument that what if Zlatan played for LFC, and I'm like, holy shit, yeah. dude. I mean, that's a real thing. <laughs> that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um and the truth is this. People who listen to this, who love LAFC, I get it. I'm a big LAFC fan. I'm drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. But the truth is, is to me, is like without like sounding like shitting on anybody, to me, Zlatan is like one of the greatest soccer players I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, he's like, in, in the last 10 years, he's been like at least top four. You can't. I think he's only third deny, to Messi and Ronaldo. You cannot deny what he's done. I mean, he's, I mean, he. He's won everywhere he's gone, mm-hmm. at every level. He hasn't won Champions League, but I mean, he's won everything with every mm-hmm. like everything else with everybody. You know what I mean? I mean, Scudetto. Uh, uh, I mean, he he's won everything. He's won everything, yeah. right? He's won everything. Multiple Scudettos, I should say. Um, you know, he's won in France. He's won it. I guess in, in England, in Spain, he's won. Uh, in England, he didn't do so well, but uh, it's kind of the tail end of his career, and he got injured. But everywhere else, he's fucking crushed it, right? Um, and he scored some of the most outlandish, ridiculous goals you've ever seen in your mm-hmm. life. He's destroyed. His highlight reel is insane. Yeah, he's single-handedly destroyed LAFC a couple of times, and it's very frustrating. But and he's a quote generator. Yeah, I mean Zlatan is an entity. He's yeah. one of those once-in-a-lifetime type of players. Yeah, and I don't. Who has the personality of the match? I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily dislike him. I I I think I think he's necessary. You know. Those villains, I fucking love villains. Well, dude. yeah, because like, afterwards and all the quotes of him saying, like, I made LAFC famous, LAFC famous. I mean, famous. that's a fucking, that's silly. But, I mean, I kind of. Do you feel I, something? I, 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 I almost, like, I read that. I'm like, nah. oh, my God, not wrong, dude. Like, he was, no, the, he was no, the perfect no. heel. I don't think a lot of people didn't know LAFC existed until he scored that goal against, against them. In that comeback, I mean, that was their. You know what, what I mean? is that their third game ever? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So Good. and then just but but the, but, but, to but say, you need a heel, just like in wrestling, like you, you need, need the villain. And then he heel. was, he wore that, like like that suit fit perfectly for him, and he played that card, and every time it was great. I would argue that, in reverse, mm-hmm. or like to flip it around. The galaxy being so stagnant and boring and blasé and having the most shit atmosphere in all of MLS, mm-hmm. that has changed so much. Yeah, I never, ever heard of them boasting about, well, look at all our traveling support. Yeah. Oh, like, look at oh. all these parties we're hosting. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck did this come from? Yeah. Before? Never. I've been, I've yeah. been paying attention to the league yeah. for 20 years. I've never seen that shit. Yeah. Never. Well, that was the first thing I realized when I saw what was happening at LAFC, I'm like, this is gonna force the galaxy's hand. It's gonna force them to have to look in the mirror and realize, hey, we gotta do You something. cannot just cater to the ASO kids yeah. and the soccer moms yeah. and the, 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 the kids. Yeah. You're gonna have to sell to grown ups who like world class football. Yeah. 
and world-class football experiences. You know what I mean? And so they're like, oh, we got to build a standing section as soon as the Chargers are out of our, uh, you know, arena. That's going to be, isn't that weird? Isn't that funny? It's great. They have to. Isn't it funny though? It's, so yeah. all this, all this like... It's like capitalism, right? It's like just competition. You know, you have to adapt and well, grow. Well, fuck, I mean, that's what... These, these arguments, these petty like back and forth things make me laugh, right? Because the truth is, is like, look, LAFC has learned from a lot of other clubs, rightfully so. They should. You shouldn't just go into a fucking... You shouldn't just start something and... You know what I mean? And, uh, and the LA Galaxy has been complacent and done nothing, very little, with all of their money with the players that they've had, and with the, the pedigree. Very comfortable. They've been very yeah. comfortable, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's just been like, people are like, well, there was something here before. I'm like, yeah, I used to go to those games and almost fucking fall asleep. Yeah, I mean, I, I would go, I'd go to a game a year. Yeah. I would get hit up to, to, to get a season ticket. I'm like, I'm not going to be a season ticket holder if I'm just going to go to a game a year. I've had fun at the stadium before, but it's just not enough for me to commit myself to go regularly and i lived 15 minutes away in long beach <laughs> yeah. and it's still i'm just like it's cool it's cool for a night out if enough friends want to go and and just hang out yeah it just didn't feel special yeah i'm sorry it never felt special for yeah. me to go to that stadium and watch the play well here's what i'll say clearly there has been an impact so as latan says the lafc would not exist without me and blah 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 i argue that i mean First it's of all, a two-way street. It's a two-way street. Yeah. Because what's happening now is the galaxy has not... There's been a lot of, like, disgruntled people within that organization and within their supporters and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. This is just putting a giant magnifying glass on that and then adding a little bit of sunlight and give... You know, you got you to gotta do something. Mm-hmm. You're losing it. You're losing right now. You know what I mean? Literally. Even, <laughs> even though you were winning those matches here and there... You're losing right now mm-hmm. in terms of the scope of the city and what's happening and, w- and what people are paying attention to. People are paying attention to the galaxy, not because it's Zlatan. It's because of the fucking rivalry. Yes. Because it's what, what's happened. Yes, yes, Don't yes, get yes. it twisted. It's not Zlatan. Mm-hmm. You had Beckham. You had Keane. You had Gerard. No one gave a shit. After the, the glitz wore off it, it, after a year and a half. It's perpetuating Beckham. the retirement league yeah. stereotype. Yeah. But the, the 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 world stopped caring about David Beckham very quickly after that, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, it was an important thing, and I I that I think that was huge, right? But that went away very quickly. Even Pirlo, Henri, all these guys that came, Kaká, right? All these guys that came, and what? And then what? Then what? It's got to. You still yeah. gotta. You still gotta have an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You still gotta have a thing. That 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 is tangible beyond some old fucking soccer player. Yeah. Right. And the other thing I feel like that plays in favor to the, to the league, to MLS, is they are letting the fans and fan culture grow and evolve and be a spectacle, whereas in Europe, you're seeing that slowly being stifled. And I think that's the one of the biggest things to market on a global level is the fact that hey, you know what? We, we know how to keep an atmosphere in the stadium versus the Premier League. We've talked to plenty of people that are from England that say, like, it's not what it used to be. It's just really not what it used to be. It's very sterile. Rightfully so for, like, a myriad of reasons in the past. If you look down, did you do any history lesson on, like, why they have a st- sterile atmosphere? Yeah, it was pretty violent at one point. It was yeah. pretty dangerous at one point. Yeah. 
there was tragedies because of it. So it's just maybe seeing them less take care of their supporters and let them be who they want to be can hopefully translate back over, you know, to places like England and be like, you know what, people want atmosphere. That's that's crucial. Yeah. It can't be it can't be stagnant. You want the you want the the twelfth man to be a force and make a, the home field a special place. Yeah. Uh, and you know, th- I think I'll say this. I think without the galaxy, the rivalry and the atmosphere and what we had would not exist. Mm-hmm. I think without Zlatan, maybe that wouldn't exist because of the way things went down over mm-hmm. the past year and a half. It set this up. It set it up to a boiling po- point. Mm-hmm. And a proper rivalry has opposition and it has people that disagree and it has villains on each side, right? You see your own villain, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would agree that on some levels, there would be no rivalry without the history of what's happened, the very short mm-hmm. history of what's happened so far. And it's been good. And it's been fucking <laughs> incredible, man. Yeah. And it's so amazing to be a part of and to witness. I just, I feel so lucky to to, to be a part of it. It's It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. I can't even believe, like... It was funny after the game. It was just people were hugging, people were crying. It was just this release of emotion, right? It felt like I don't even know, like you gra- like I don't know, like a graduation or something. I don't even, yeah, know, yeah. I don't even know what to call. It. Like it just felt like you were just people. Random people were hugging you. Yeah. Like it was just crazy. It was just such a relief for so many people. Uh, and obviously, there was a big party afterwards. Everyone's dancing and singing and all this stuff. Like people were having a, an amazing time. And then I got home and I'm just like drained mm-hmm. I f- my sh- I'm sore the next day and like my th- voice is fucked and I'm like holy shit we have to play on Tuesday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this isn't over there's yeah. Atlanta and there's Seattle out there fuck you know what I mean I like, sent that, that that Pulp Fiction clip let's not go sucking each other's dicks just yet yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright gentlemen yeah man that's uh, that's uh, there's still two more games to play potentially yeah yeah, yeah so um, I mean, shit, man. Uh, looking forward now, you know, to me, like I said, it felt like destiny. And the way Ben spoke about it with his confidence last week and, and him saying... Very like, serious, but very confident. Very confident, you know. And even before the game, when I saw him, he just seemed very loose. Mm-hmm. And I was like envious. I'm like, man, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't feel like that. Um, but I did feel like it, this was lined up for a reason. And it happened for a reason. And now... And I'm not even a religious person. I'm not like that. I don't believe in like Mercury retrograde and all that shit. Like I don't <laughs> fuck with that shit. But this is just there's a feeling right now, man. There's a feeling right now. Broken records all day. Supporter shield. You beat the Galaxy at home in the playoffs and now you have Seattle in front of you. I I don't see us tripping up at all i see yeah. steamrolling seattle yeah i really do and i don't just say that because like i'm like i don't just say that because i'm an lafc fan i say that because the only team i was worried about in terms of having a real like technical sort of battle was nycfc the only team i was worried about in terms of having a shootout like that could keep up with us offensively was the galaxy if it's a shootout type of game and it's not a slow kind of controlled back and forth cagey 
or like more methodical type of game, technical type of game, then I feared the galaxy. But we got over that hump. Now I don't think really there's anyone that can compete with us. And then psychologically. Especially if Rossi and Dio are playing like that. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. It's yeah. just overwhelming, you know. And then just like that that psychological barriers off the plate now. It's, it's like gone. Yeah. You, you you finally got a biggie must win under yeah. the belt. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like you pass that test now like take the ball and run with it, hopefully. Oh man. The game's tomorrow. I don't even know Ugh, I'm not gonna sleep tonight. I'm it's a biggie. Gonna, it is a bit. I mean, dude, if they win, they're going to play. It, MLS Cup will be at... At, at the bank. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't right now. And it's cool. More people get to watch the bank. Yeah. More eyes will be on the bank, and more people will... The, un- the uninitiated will slowly figure it I out. I mean, already, dude, like, for that game, I've, there was more security that I've ever seen. People were getting their... Uh, the Cooligans got their um, press passes removed. Because they thought that they were using fake credentials. Oh, really? So at one point after the match, I was going to take them back to the press box, and this guy like took their their uh, their press passes away. He said these are fake, and then we're like, "What?" And then we kind of got into an argument. We, we sorted it out. Everything was fine, but it, they are going to talk about it on their podcast. They had some things to say, so I'm nice. Gonna, I want to share a link to that afterwards. It was kind of it's an interesting story. <clears throat> um, but yeah, man, what a, what an amazing experience. Um, you know, the, there's just keeps there's just these magic nights that have been happening at the bank and with this team and with the atmosphere and everything, and it just makes me super proud, um, as always. And I feel like I've said that over and over, but again, just very happy this is happening in Los Angeles in my city, and uh, just ecstatic. It just makes me very very proud. So, looking forward to the next, looking forward to that championship, baby. Cool. Ah, uh, moving along. Oh talk about boy, Arsenal? do you want to talk about Arsenal? Oh my God, um, Anthony's an Ars- Did- Arsenal supporter. Um, give us a rundown of what happened because it was it was a weird series of events, right? Yeah, I went to the I went to a local bar, met up with some homies, had my dog with me. It was a patio with a screen, and it was shitty. We missed the first two goals. The, the first two goes from David Luiz and, and Socrates. And we're like, okay. Started watching and it was like, sweet. The beautiful start. Hopefully this will just be a nice cruise control. It's a perfect way to start a game at home. And then, of course, you know, we let the <laughs> other team back in. Is it ever cruise control? <laughs> no, it's not cruise control. And a lot of people did say, like, I never felt confident at 2-0. And, it's, you know. Well, I mean, but I, that's the Arsenal way. I think I said that. I think I said, <laughs> you know, when I saw you guys up against Palace, I'm like, I feel like Palace is never one of those teams that you just like, oh, yeah. You can just control. Yeah. But then I haven't really seen us control anybody yet this season. Yeah. Like, that, it's frustrating. And then we got to see the two goals from the opposition. And that, you know, that was great. And then you were like, okay, here we go. Yeah. And then... What's that San, the, Andre- the, San Andreas meme? Uh, oh, shit, here we go again. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But fuck, man, the the Jaka incident that was embarrassing, and a lot of people have a lot of shit to say about that, and the, and it's dividing the camp right now. What's and weird it's unfortunate. Me, what blows my mind about this situation is like he didn't do anything like insanely outrageous. That like, no, like he didn't. He didn't like. He wasn't even having a, a terrible game. Yeah, I know. You know what so I mean? what I'm saying is like he didn't. I can understand if it's like the FA Cup final or like you're gonna win the league and then you fucking. Those studs up mm-hmm. on a on a off the ball on a guy for yeah. no reason. 
like a Zidane type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're just like, you just fucking lose your head. Then you, okay, you can get booed. But this was just like, he just got subbed off. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Just okay. 60 minutes getting subbed off. And then to have a whole stadium, 60,000 people, to like not celebrating your performance, but celebrating that you're getting off the field. Like, how must that feel? Like, if he was voted in by the players to be the captain, he has always been a professional and always expressed that he loves the club and wants to fight for the club. What he's done in the past, his screw-ups, you know, that's leaves a lot to be desired. He's one of but, those He's one of those fucking players, though, dude. Yeah. He's always been that guy that's yeah. going to be like, oh, here we go. Yeah, d- he's very just always going to be that guy. A liability at times. Yeah. But he hasn't been the worst, worst player. And I think it was super unfair for our fans to treat him that way. And I completely understand his reaction because, you know what, everyone has a breaking point. He's on social media. A lot of these guys on social media. He's even said that he's watched Arsenal fan TV. You know what I mean? And oh and, and it's fucked. So that's, I think, something that is new is the fact that the players do not hear what's being said on social media. They oh, know yeah. about it. Yeah. And they know the Fuck weight. Yeah, and he's just trying to he's just trying to do his job. He's yeah, just dude. you think he's not trying? You think he he's like fucking off the club? You know, there's been issues like when with like when we had William Gallus as a captain, you know. The, yeah, there's been know. other examples yeah. that are way bigger than anything he has ever done. Yeah. But for some reason, I think he's become the scapegoat to whatever people aren't happy with with what Emery's doing. I think he, since he's the captain, he's just trying to do good by his boss and do whatever it is. And I don't think the boss is doing the greatest job in preparing him and the team for the matches. I don't think he's I don't think anyone thinks that, right? So you send this guy out who's trying to do what he's told. It's not working, and then he gets just nailed to the cross for it. And of course, like, yeah, you you shouldn't disrespect the fans, but Timsy said in his podcast, it's like it's so hypocritical. You're immediately showing him disrespect. And then you get upset that he's disrespecting you back. Yeah. You know what I mean? What and is it, that? It's just like, and everyone was furious. I understand. It's like, like I understand. You're I understand booing like him whole, off the field. I understand the whole meme of yeah. like Arsenalism now, right? Mm-hmm. And how it's basically like being Spursy and all this mm-hmm. shit, right? Like it's this fucking, it's this, you guys are just a giant meme club. Mm-hmm. It's like silly. All these weird things happen, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, like, what do you, I, I guess at a certain point, what do you want him to do? Yeah. In a situation like that. You, yeah, you want him to just like suck it up and try off the field? Or like, the only other time I can remember off the top of my head is when we, we booed a Bue off the field. Mm-hmm. And that was fucked up too. And, yeah. and he was bummed. He was like sad. Yeah, because yeah. He, was like a, he was like a yeah. big Arsenal guy. Yeah. Right? I remember when Van Persie tried to shake his hand when mm-hmm. he was at Galatasaray. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the traitor tried to shake my hand. Yeah. <laughs> and he's told Van Persie to fuck off. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. You know? Like, that was so fucking cool. But, um, yeah, man, it's weird. I think it's just weird to, it's weird to, to see a level of, like, prima donnaism and, like, you owe me mm-hmm. kind of situation when, I mean... What what do you really expect right now from the current situation of the club? What yeah. do you really expect? It, it, it is and still and from him in transition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It you know, like I know it feels like we've been in a constant transition, which is like Dude, not wrong. I, I'm sorry, but Boo Emery. Like, yeah, that's who I would. Boo. Yeah, 
And I wouldn't. It, you know. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're shooting the messenger right now. Yeah. You, you're, th- that's what, what I felt was happening with Xhaka. It's like he wants to do good by the club. He wants to do good by the fans. He cared. Yeah. I, I don't know if he cares now, but like it was fucked up. I mean, what do you think this does to the morale of, of the players? I mean, this is this is kind of like I said this before the podcast and I was like, you know, you, you've had a couple of positive things. You have some good signs. Mm-hmm. You get like a Z, you get a bombing. We go back a couple of years, you get Ozil and you get these guys where like there's potential symbiosis so, so here. You get a couple of guys where you're like, OK, OK, we here we go. I don't want to get excited, but here we go. Here we go. Right. Oh, there's a lot of pieces to work with. Yeah, there's things. A lot to work of talented with, players. But there's just a shit show going on behind the scenes. Yeah, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ozil's. I mean, good lord. Well, that's another interesting thing. <laughs> we they were chanting, "We want Ozil." They were singing the Mesut Ozil song, yeah. And then they said, "Arsene Wenger's man." Oh yeah, that shit too. Yeah, they did not. We got this guy that's on a bunch of money. We know how talented he is. He had that interview that said, like, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to play for this club. Okay. And but then what does he go out on what does he do on Twitter after the match? Oh no, no, no. Like Or what did, what did Ozil say to about well, I, I think it was uh, after Europa because okay. he was getting questioned about Ozil and then he just said, like, Oh, you make me laugh and it was supposed to be like this like jab at Emery. You know what I mean? So they 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 have a weird feud going on right now. And I think to me it's like Ozil thinks that he's going to be around longer than Emery will because I don't think he's very impressed with him at all. I and think, I think I think Ozil's, he, they know I think that Ozil's right. <laughs> yeah, and it sucks because I was I wanted to be behind Emery. I liked him as a coach. I liked him at Sevilla. I liked him at PSG. And I think he's a good manager. But what is happening at the club right now? It's there's so much. It's very unclear. It's there's no cohesion. There's no style. It's a lot of weirdness that is starting to become toxic and it's frustrating because there's a there's a lot of talent with our team yeah man yeah i mean it's 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 so weird it's so um the culture has become with arsenal fan tv and all this stuff and like it's it's funny to watch but it's mm-hmm. also like uh it's just like a weird ass shitty soap opera mm-hmm. kind of you know what i mean and and Oz also commented on the fact that he's not wrong he felt he gets scapegoated a lot. Yeah. If they lose, for either Germany or for Arsenal, everyone comes down on him super hard. And yeah. and he's on social media and he knows like the, he he these players have to deal with this like wave of either positive energy or com- total toxic negative energy. Sick pessimism. Yeah. Like sick yeah. pessimism. Like the yeah. most overwhelming pessimism mm-hmm. probably. You know what I mean? Um, shit, man. The so, other thing that like, drove me absolutely insane was. The VAR decision denying. <laughs> okay, so this is the the goal. <laughs> what is V? What is what is VAR? I don't like? know. Honestly, <laughs> if I was the manager, like I would have put my foot through the VAR manager thing. I would have been find me, however much you want. I need to speak out against this bullshit because how that goal was not how that goal was ruled out as a foul by Callan Chambers. And the referee didn't even bother to... He could have went and looked at it himself. Mm-hmm. There's no, On what planet? On what planet was that a foul on Callum Chambers? Just like... And it just goes against the whole spirit of the game. Well, that's because the, you that's let him thing. celebrate... See, now, now we're having these arguments. We're having these arguments. And this is before VAR was implemented, mm-hmm. right? 
already there's just like it's gonna fuck up the game and like no we, we need it we need it we need it. it's gonna fuck up the game it's gonna fuck up the game because at the end of the day it's still up to a human mm-hmm. not only to decide whether they're gonna check it mm-hmm. for VAR right because if there's a guy like even in the LAFC games Lata made a, a comment afterwards he was like what's the guy upstairs doing hanging out with Magic Johnson hanging Instead out with Magic Johnson <laughs> drinking coffee blah 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 like and you know what uh, I can't be mad at him for that. Mm-hmm. He, he was upset, and he feels like he feels like he lost because of. Sure, that's fine, cool. In my opinion, take one away, we still win. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> this was supposed to make things better, mm-hmm. right? Because what happens is, is like when we see these things, the I think the quintessential, like the big example that I remember that is like very fresh, and I feel like was important was. Germany versus uh, England in the 2006 World Cup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2006. Uh, Lampard hits a rocket. I think it was Lampard or Gerard. I believe it was Lampard. Lampard hits a rocket, hits the post, boom. Bounces inside, clearly, and then bounces out. And Neuer just kind of jumps on it, and he's like, oh, well, we're good. No one saw it. No one saw it. And everyone, the the English players are like screaming. Mm -hmm. Capello's going fucking crazy. Capello Mm -hmm. was manager at the time. And... Because of situations like that, they were like, yeah, we need VAR. Because it was clear to everyone that was watching, like, yeah. that's a goal. Mm-hmm. We've had, I don't know, I mean, at least 30 situations like that where it was still cl- not called a goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like it was called a handball or not called a handball. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Are you guys looking at it? It ha- it, There's this thing that happens sometimes where you're like, are you looking at something totally different? Because what's happening also is like the the fifth referee is up there looking like we should review this, right? And then they go and then the the other ref will go and and review it and then they make a decision, right? Mm -hmm. But what's happening is I'm like, are you seeing a different, are you just seeing something different that we don't see? Because clearly there's a situation where something happened, Mm -hmm. right? So you feel the need to like make, you got to make a review, right? So you make the review and then now... Or yes, or whatever, but it's still like, like it's not black and white, and I don't understand how it's not. It's fucking, that's why this shit exists. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just this, it's still this fucking weird, like, I don't know, maybe we should. No, maybe we should. Like, it's still, it's still completely. No consistency with it. There's no, it just feels like you're just throwing shit at a wall. Gray as fuck. It's just gray as fuck. And you're just like sitting there, like, what? Like, what, what the fuck? Dude? To like, me, the priority should lie in the referees on the field. They get first priority to whatever their opinion is because they're there. They're there in person. Yeah. The VAR should be a fail-safe. It should just be there in case of, you know what? This guy's miles off sides. <laughs> yeah. He's miles off sides. You should have caught that. If they look at it and they say, you know, a step... Human error. That 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 that's in line with what a human being would be able to identify. Sure. Let it stand. You know what I mean? You look at that play at that foul. Uh, th- that was just that's insane. Like, how do you even call that a foul? If anything, it should have been a penalty on Callum Chambers. Yeah. It, it it should have been f- for, for Arsenal because he was getting clobbered yeah. the whole time. It should have been a foul like for him. Yeah. <laughs> so he got fouled. Yeah. But no. <laughs> when they showed that replay. Yeah. I was like. I was like, I wonder what he did. And then I'm like, 
He was like fouled, what? fouled, fouled. I was like, he got and kicked. Then he, and then he kicked the player I was like, as he, he was trying to fight for the ball. He got kicked and then like, yeah. It almost looked like he, he kind of like tripped on the ball a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? And I was just like, what? And then how do you discourage that kind of gritty play to keep the ball alive, to keep possession all over it and get the outlet that's to your... That's what you're supposed yeah. to fucking do. Yeah. And it's like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, then that's how this becomes basketball at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. it's insane. And especially when the English game prides itself on its physicality yeah. and its gritty plays. To rule that off it just goes against the whole spirit of the game. And then to let the players celebrate and let the fans celebrate. And then all of a sudden, hold on, hold on. You make it about the referee? The referee should be at minimal attention in the game. Yeah. Just almost invisible. Only there to catch anything egregious. Only, yeah, you look on VAR, should have caught this elbow in this guy's face that was off the ball. Sure. Just to, as backup. Yeah. Just as backup. Just so there's no insanity happening. It should just be like a light touch. Not this like... It's just like a stupid spectacle now where it's just like the referees get this chance to like be on center bad. stage. It's almost as bad. The only thing I can compare it to, and for those that don't watch American football, it's it's that it's like that where they do the, the challenges and shit like mm -hmm. that. And that's such a fucking Life ordeal. Suck. Yeah. Yeah. And you're sitting there for like 15 minutes while yeah. this, this shit happens. And then it's just horrible. You know what I mean? And so soccer was never meant to be played like that. It's no. not this stop and go herky jerky shit it's just it's continuous fluid play mm -hmm. as it should be unless there's injuries or whatever but yeah man that was that was i mean i've seen some fucking weird ones that was a that was one of the weirder like worst var situations i've seen it's terrible i i would have destroyed the the, the, the monitor and i just would have been someone needs to speak out about this yeah. this is an injustice <laughs> of the highest order you know what i mean just like find me <laughs> just say the system sucks and just per like just it's worth and then Emery would have endeared himself to the fans if he would have put his foot through the monitor and said fuck you this sucks that should have been a goal what if he just subbed Ozil on at that time yeah. and then fucking <laughs> kicks the monitor yeah. and gets kicked out dude they would have been like oh my they would have, we would have had a song yeah. you know what I mean like fuck cause but then that would have that honestly would have swung so many fans in his favor in my opinion if like, he showed that he gave a shit that much but he did none of then that no <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think? Do you think he's 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 gone? I think he's. I was he's on him, thin ice right now. I was now. expecting him to get fired already. Well, I mean, I I, I think he's gonna make it to January. And Whoa, bud, that's three months. Yeah, really? I, yeah, I think he's gonna make it. Woo! But I will, we'll, we'll see. I don't think he's gonna make it that long. Uh, I don't think so. But the the lack of you're not winning the league. No. You're not winning the league. You're not but, winning your But right league. now, like top four is like dicey. Again. And it's I like mean, we, we need to be in the Champions League spot. Top four is weird as fuck. You have yeah. Leicester that just destroyed Southampton 9-0. Yeah. What the fuck? And it's funny to me when you talk about like Brendan Rodgers, who was like this like joke of a manager when he was at Liverpool. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. made the whole like diluted Brendan Rodgers Twitter account, mm -hmm. which is like one of my favorite like fake accounts. But I just thought, like, wild how well Leicester's playing there in third right now. Mm -hmm. And then you have Spurs that play Liverpool on the weekend. Spurs come out to a 1-0 kind of, like... Early goal in, like, the first minute. Yeah. And then... And then Liverpool come back and do Liverpool things. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's Liverpool's season, man. 
with I, wins like that against opposition yes. like that, mm-hmm. uh, you it's don't like just getting the rub of the green. You don't just you don't just get those wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the wins. Those are the games you lose or mm-hmm. drop points, mm-hmm. and you don't win. The, you don't win the league. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To they, Liverpool were not playing particularly well in that game. Um, Tottenham, for all intents and purposes, they seemed on it. Um, but Liverpool just got that little momentum shift. Misery compiler, bang, 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 and then there you and go. And then they had the benefit of being at home. And now um, Spurs are sitting eleventh. Where's United? <laughs> seventh. Okay. So United jumped to seventh with that whole situation there. Good lord, eleventh. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, do you think any? Do you think anyone catches Liverpool? <coughs> I mean, City turned around a ten-point gap last year. So it's still they're in the driver's seat. If there's any team in the history of the of the league that is going to drop points and f- bottle it, it's Liverpool. It's Liverpool, isn't yeah, it? Definitely. But it, I think they're they're playing with a different swagger than they have in the past, and I think and clock even, system is really deep rooted, and everyone's firing on all cylinders. And you know? even when they're not playing well, they get those wins. Mm-hmm. And that's like the biggest test yeah, in winning a, in winning a league is. When you're supposed to be losing, you get a draw. When you're supposed to be drawing, you get a win. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Uh, shifting gears to Mr. Christian Pulisic, thoughts? I was skeptical, honestly, about if he would be able to shine at Chelsea. Like I, and he this week he showed that he can get it done. I don't. I don't doubt his. I don't doubt his ability. What I doubted was if he's at Chelsea. This is one. I think the best time for him to go to Chelsea because of the transfer ban. Mm-hmm. That's huge. They got his signing right before they had to get, do the transfer ban. That's why he stayed that last year at Dortmund. He was already signed at Chelsea mm-hmm. when he was playing his last season at Dortmund. So, um, good for them because to me that means they're not going to have the depth that they want. They're not going to have new signings that they want. Maybe so he's going to have to get some time at a certain at some they're time. Have to use him, yeah. You have to use him at a certain point because they're in Champions League. Uh, and they're trying to get top four, mm-hmm. period. Probably not going to win the league, but they're going to try to get top four, right? And to be honest, they're playing pretty fucking lights out right now. They're mm-hmm. playing really well. Um, and Christian just went crazy on the weekend, man. Yeah, he had a good performance in the cha- in, in, uh Good performance yeah. in the Champions League in against Champions Ajax. League. He, had a, he had an assist. And then he just, to assert yourself that way, as a young American talent in Europe, you don't see it happen very often. He's only the second player in, in Premier League history from the States to score a hat trick. Him and Mr. Clint Dempsey. Who, to me, Clint Dempsey's the, the most important American player oh. that, that, like, that we've had on the national team in terms of him going abroad and uh, kind of waving think, the flag. I think Clint Dempsey being, you could argue him or Landon Donovan. I think Landon Donovan played better in an American jersey. Uniform. But I think overall for American soccer, I think you would argue that because... Dempsey did it uh, with Fulham when they were decent, mm-hmm. scoring free kicks against Juventus in Europa. Scored doing, some goals with Tottenham. Yeah, doing mm-hmm. well. He did, he did well for, for a long time. So, um, But it's good, really nice to see Pulisic, Pulisic, who you know has had it a bit rough. And there was a, I forgot who tweeted this. Um, there was some, I forgot who, I wish I remembered who. I don't know if it was Grant Wall. I don't think it was Grant Wall. It was some other like prominent sports writer. Um, maybe it was like some podcast guy, but anyway, he said the biggest thing about Christian's situation is that 
when players get bought like that, they expect, and they and they're kind of touted wherever they're from. Mm-hmm. They expect to kind of be like shown <clears throat> the the red carpet and be like, "You come on," mm-hmm. you know, and, and given the reins. And that didn't happen, so it can be very disheartening, especially for a young talent like him, mm-hmm. having the horrendous shit show that's going on with the U.S. Men's National Team, losing to Canada, losing to Mexico, losing to fucking everybody, right? And then having to come back to Chelsea and not getting playing time. I mean, the confidence. So much about soccer at this level. Is about confidence and the, the technical ability and all that shit is there. But the confidence, once that goes, holy shit, man. Mm-hmm. And for a young player like that that hasn't really gotten to those heights yet, he's shown the ability he can. To, you know, he's played against uh, Real Madrid, done well against Real Madrid at Euro, uh, uh, in the Champions League, just like we saw last season, in, in the flesh. Probably the best pitch for Dortmund, our best player on the pitch for Dortmund in that game too, if you Mm -hmm. you recall. Shown that he can do those things. Shown that he's not afraid. And to come to Chelsea and then just not get any playing time for a long, not even even to make the team sheet. Yeah, that was what was concerning. When he he penciled that move to go to Chelsea, I was like, oh, all right, we'll see how that goes. And then I saw that the initial stages were very sparse. And like like you said, just not being utilized you like know, how he, you would want him to be utilized. If he goes to like a palace or if he goes to a Leicester, then you're like, okay. Yeah, you could see him okay. probably getting more time, getting more minutes and early. Then, and less pressure. Mm-hmm. And less pressure, which is huge. But at a club like Chelsea, that's not the case. No, because, so, I mean, they've had, you know, they're, they're world-class super club. So what this guy said was, it's great. The The thing that he appreciates more is not necessarily that Christian played well, is that the mentality of, okay, I've got to like, he did complain a little bit, but he didn't like throw tantrums. Mm-hmm. He didn't like refuse to play. He didn't show up late for practice yeah. or, or for training or anything like that. I think it seems like what happened was he talked to Lampard and Lampard was like, you got to do this. That's what happened. And guess what? And, and here you go. He got a hat trick, which was phenomenal. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. No. And, and it's, it was, just, I was just so happy for him yeah. because he, he played amazingly well. And it was just such a treat to watch that game. <sighs> yeah, it was. See him man. It was. He was getting on the up. ball. He was just running at defenders. Um, and he scored with his left. He scored with his right. He scored with his head. The perfect hat trick, quote unquote. Uh, so just happy, really happy that he's doing it. Um, very nice, obviously, for a nice little bright light for fans of the U.S. men's national team. Um, he's arguably one of the best players we've seen in since the Dempsey's and the Landon Donovan's and those guys. Yeah, and I mean, and these kind of performances are important for young kids who are watching right now. No they need to see that kid that's from the States, that's from where you are showing up at that level. Yeah. And, and and scoring three goals like that. Like, that's important for kids coming up in this country to see that. Yes. Because that's, like, how you get there. It's like you need to see someone else do it, you know? Yeah, without a doubt, man. And now switching gears, uh, you know, sort of a segue that we're on the topic of the U.S. men's national team. Today, Mr. Serginho Des uh, commits to the U.S. men's national team. and Did we talk about that earlier or did we? Did we? I think we might have. I thought we kind of like glazed over it. I can't remember. I just remember this conversation already, though. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I no, think I think we glazed over it a little bit. Okay, well, say your piece. 
<laughs> well, uh, no, we glaze over it. So young up and get, well, maybe we did. I don't know. I'm going to talk about it again. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Serginho Des, young up and coming talent of uh, through the Ajax ranks, played very well for the under 20, under 20s, uh, under 20 World Cup team, played for the U.S. Men's National Team, but just because he played for them doesn't mean that he's on the U.S. Men's National Team. After the match against Mexico in which Mexico destroyed us, it was, four, I think, three or four nil. After that camp, he said he's not going to decide for, for a while. He wanted to hang out at Arsenal for a bit, for uh, at Ajax for a bit, um, and then he uh, goes and today, which is shocking to me, because after the shit show that happened in that U.S. Men's National Team camp and what's been happening as of late, I just thought that he was like, "Fuck this! I'm not gonna. Why am I gonna play for Burhalter in this fucking weird system that I don't know what the fuck to do, and commit myself to this team that might not even make the World Cup again." Mm-hmm. I genuinely feel that way, and I'm not just being facetious and like exaggerating. I genuinely don't think the U.S. can make the World Cup if they continue to play the way they're playing. Nope. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It's frightening. So the fact that he went and came out and said this and publicly like announced it, um, IX put out a really cool video of him doing it. I was like, wow, I haven't had anything to be excited about with the U.S. men's national team in years. It's been years, dude. I don't remember, I honestly don't remember the last time I've, you know, been excited. There's a few pieces that are developing in the States where it's like, it gives you just a little bit of hope. hope. Sure. Look, Weston McKinney, um, Pulisic, Sergio Dust, those are three guys that you Wea. can build. Tim Wea, those are guys you can build your future around. Mm-hmm. Those are a core group of guys that you can Move in the right direction, right? And then, of course, there's, there's a lot of other young talent. But now, you know, someone was on Twitter, same thing. They listed off all these beautiful young players that we have and like, holy shit, it's going to be awesome. And then they're like, I wonder how they're going to fuck this up. And then I just went like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> and I was just like, man, you know, it was that. I mean, but we can, I, we can do it pretty easily. I know. <laughs> But to have a young kid like him, 18 years old, getting time at Ajax, playing in the Champions League, just uh, talent that goes through the roof, uh, potential talent. Um, it just makes me happy that we can see him in the in the Stars and Stripes. And hopefully, 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 um, we get a decent uh, manager in there that's going to take his talent to different heights and, and kind of uh, put it on... Put it on uh, Put all in one cohesive unit with Mr. Pulisic and Winston McKinney. Remember how good like 2014 felt? That yeah. Portugal game? Yeah. <laughs> I remember like that. It feels like, my, like a, ages ago. Yeah. That was the last time I was like beyond excited. excited. I remember that too. Yeah. I blame the logo change on the badge. <laughs> I never think everything was, <laughs> it, things were never the same again after that change. <clears throat> oh, man. Well, Wrap it up. Thank you, Serginho. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'll be at the match tomorrow night. I'm thinking of maybe buying your supporters ticket. Cool. Because so I, unfortunately, I will not be able to make yeah, it. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um, but looking forward to tomorrow, man. More history. Um, just cannot wait. Pepper's getting tired. She wants to go uh, eat or she wants to come into the living room. That's my roommate's dog. Anyway, that's time for us to get out of here. Love you guys. See y'all later. Goodbye. Bye.